Welcome everybody to BNT Talk Sports. It is March 20th here in Provo, Utah. I'm your host T here with your other host B. What's up, Ben? Not much. Just wrapped up a good weekend of college basketball. I just ready for the next one to start. I absolutely love um, March Madness. And to give our listeners like our setup, we literally had two big full full size screens, like two big televisions side by side, along with a tiny like computer monitor that would stream games. Yeah. And then we had a giant sheet on the other wall with a projector. So we had we would have four games going on at once. Yes. Um for March Madness when when available, when necessary. And we just sat, ate junk food, didn't see sunlight. Yep. Just watched upsets, heartbreaking games, jumping up and down, screaming for joy. Mm-hmm. We saw we experienced screaming everything. Screaming from from sorrow. <laughs> After uh, well, well, after a five eight point guard, there was a hook shot halfway down the court. Let, let let's just we'll, we'll talk into more of the specifics, but let's just say Ben's a little disappointed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, that I'm was, good now. That was that was hard. That was hard. I think for everybody to watch, but yeah, um, I'm I'm fine. I was just disappointed that day. Yeah, so. but yeah. So this episode, uh, we're gonna talk strictly turning. I don't even think there's any other. Notable news, I guess. There's some NFL free agency. Yeah, NFL free agent stuff. But NBA, we'll, who cares? Yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that later. Maybe next week when, like, this basketball. Like, a little bit. Like, when college basketball is at its peak, but it's also, like, has chilled out a bit. It's like, yeah. okay, we know. Because so much happened. We know the four teams. There's not as many exactly. teams to talk about. So yeah. much has happened. And so, yeah. let's go with... Let's just start day one, mm-hmm. Thursday. I think there's two specific things to talk about that day. All right, why? Let's let's bring them up. Okay. Why don't you bring them up and then I'll I fill think, in any gaps. I think Virginia Furman and Arizona Princeton. Okay. Are the two main ones that need to be covered. Okay. Let's one. let's let's unpack your UVA Furman mm-hmm. game because okay, so from my perspective, I I'm a big UVA fan, mm-hmm. but compared to you, I'm like. Mm-hmm. It's not close. Like mm-hmm. Ben's level of listeners, Ben's level of UVA men's basketball fandom, and most UVA sports, mm-hmm. but specifically men's basketball, yeah, is top tier. Yeah, that's my favorite team and that, my favorite that, sport. Yeah, that, that is the number one team. That's top tier. Yeah, and down the stretch, I mean UVA seemed to be in control most of that the game. entire time. Like most of the game, Furman maybe hit. I'm trying to remember a couple shots. They then took like they briefly took a lead with a few minutes left, and then Virginia retook the lead, and it wasn't comfortable. But I was like, okay, we hit a few shots to take the lead. We're up three with a minute left. They're fouling us. We're shooting free throws. It's over. You know. Yeah. Um, so like really what happens, Virginia took advantage of, um, this isn't a very good three point shooting team. So in the first half it was, Hey, they're not a good defensive team. Let's just get to the hoop. Um, you know, we have better athletes than them. Let's just, let's just get buckets, you know, close to the basket. That worked for a little bit. Um, Furman was hitting some shots and staying in there. There's different opportunities for Virginia to put them away, and they did not. And that wasn't a long-term issue with this Virginia team was 
putting teams away. It and, usually and didn't bite them in the butt, that, but it did. But so. that seems that also seems to be an issue. Maybe take away twenty nineteen. Yeah, that seems this seems to be Tony Bennett's Achilles heel. You can say scoring like offense, but honestly, I don't necessarily view it like that. Like, yeah, like they need to be better scoring. But this team need to be better. But scoring. when you're so good at defense, I feel like. That at times, to your point, it can overcompensate. Like it can, it can yeah. cover offensive woes. Yeah. But come March, I feel like you need to have some sort of rhythm, which they just didn't have. Which this team just never really had. Yeah. They just but, weren't that good. But let's uh, and let's establish what happened. So UVA is up two with I believe ten seconds left, somewhere in twelve. Maybe seconds. a little less or eight, somewhere around there. Like eight, maybe. Kia Clark, the fifth year point guard. Yeah. Who was the point guard for the national championship team? In 2019. Gets as the a ball. True freshman. As a true freshman, but now gets the ball, clutch moment. He's holding on to it, gets double team, gets trapped in the corner. UVA does have a timeout. Yes. And there's a ref there. And there is there is a ref. It's in the it's vicinity. Just, and instead of either calling a timeout or trying to throw the ball off Isaac McNeely was right and open too. Yeah, the skip pass was open. Yeah. But obviously, heat of the moment, pressure, building up. So I'm going to yeet this halfway yeah. down and, the And court. instead of calling a timeout or even yeah. what would have been better, uh, the second best option is throwing it off the leg or foot of the defender so then the ball will go out of bounds. Yeah. Because normally that's pretty successful. Yeah. Third option, throw it to anybody else. Third option, throw it to anybody else. Instead, Kihei Clark tries to throw a full court pass to Caden Shedrick to to the center who is beyond half court yeah. at the other free throw line, and I get the idea. The idea is in theory. In theory, it's like okay, I'm it's just there's this, a zero percent chance of executing. But it was a no look, like over the shoulder, yeah. like you said before, because hook he's shot. Tiny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and he just heaves it, and it goes yeah. straight to a Furman defender who then passes it. To another Furman guy who for a deep three, a deep three immediately catches, immediately shoots it. It like doesn't even touch the net. Like it was, it was, and when and they make I, a three, they take a one point lead with two seconds left. UVA then calls gets the a, timeout, calls their timeout, finally calls their timeout, <laughs> gets a really good look for between B-Pen, between like three point and half court, court, and it just off the backboard, off the rim goes. Yeah. Only, like I said, it was good luck, but yeah. I think everyone was just was shocked. Maybe – I was not sh- necessarily shocked. It almost seemed fitting that that Furman shot went in. <laughs> yes. Given the circumstance, it was like that, so, that was bound to happen. The decision to make that pass was yeah, shocking. It, it was. But you still – it's still like he made this catastrophically horrible pass and Furman still took advantage of that and executed to like the best possible scenario for them. Like, there is still less... I feel like he catches that ball there with, what, five seconds, four seconds, like, five seconds left. There's still, like, a... There's still, like, a 10% chance that they win. You know what I mean? Like, people forget about that. And I'm not saying that as, like, oh, they got lucky. They didn't. But, like, it's still impressive that they were able to actually, like, convert that. They could have just yeah. missed the three. Yeah, that's true. You know, but, like, it, but it seemed fitting for how like there was no way he was going to miss that three. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just, like you just you just knew you just knew that was. But going from a in. practical standpoint, which yes. March Madness is not correct, th- that guy misses that shot. 
60 to 70% of the time. No. But it's March Madness, so we'll hit it 100% of the time. That's yeah. just how this works. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, the main things is this team couldn't put teams away. And by that, I mean, like, there'd be times like, okay, it's time to blow out this team. We're up by double digits early second half. And the team would cut it down to five, and then we bring it up to 12, and then back to five, and then we win by nine. You know, that's yeah. just sort of like what this Virginia team did with inferior opponents. This team then, um, they also were, this team all season was a horrific free throw shooting team. They missed a bunch of free throws there at the end. Um, the one person not missing any was Caden Shedrick down the stretch. Caden yeah. um, Shedrick deserves flowers for the for the performance that he had. He was fantastic. Um, let me pull up the stat line for him. But he was great. Uh, it was 11 points, I believe. Pulling it up now. Which... 11 points, or no, 15 points, 13 rebounds, 4 blocks, and a steal. Yeah, that's that's a good line for sure. Um, Reese Beekman, 14 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals. Issue was um, Jane Gardner was kind of nowhere to be found for a lot of this game. Kia Clark had a had a not great game. He's played better. Uh, Isaac McNeely was huge. Ryan Dunn gave good minutes as well um, until he was punched in the face in a layup and was bleeding profusely, so he couldn't play anymore <laughs> down the stretch. But, yeah, um, I can't even be too upset about it given that this Virginia team was a team that overachieved this season, peaked in November because they're not very talented. Um, they will be more talented next year and in the years to come. But I felt like Tony Bennett sort of maximized regular season, what this team could do. Um, they just couldn't really shoot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it sucks to lose that game, but... This team wasn't really going anywhere anyway. They're probably like an eight or nine seed anyway. So yeah. So I mean, it's just the beauty of March, you know. Yep. Uh, and it's and, what and, it is. and like, I'm looking at the bracket. Let's just go by region and okay. not by day because I don't remember who played what day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Maryland West Virginia was a fun game. Um, I felt like West Virginia would have given Alabama a better game than Maryland did. Um, and I really liked your pick of West Virginia over Bama, but. Uh, Maryland pulled it out. San Diego State, um, their physicality seemed to be the difference maker in Char- against Charleston. Charleston just couldn't make shots, and that that was their bread and butter. Uh, they just weren't. They're just not all that good. Yeah, uh, they never were. They, I I think they deserved a twelve seed. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just I, that just matchup. That th- matchup is. I think. If they played, if they played, uh, I won't say Duke or Miami. If they played like St. Mary's, I feel like that's. Played, yeah, or Virginia even. Yeah, I feel like it just <laughs> depends on the matchup yeah. of Charleston. San Diego State's not a good matchup. Nope. Um, obviously, uh, my take on Utah State um, was incorrect, and our original take of anti-Mountain West except the San Diego State San Diego State is correct is correct and always will be and always will be let's, until let's, proven otherwise until proven otherwise um, Missouri and then uh, Princeton Arizona Arizona they're just a team that hasn't been able to get it done 
Uh, it's the classic, as I've sort of said in the past, like they they sink or swim with Kerr Carissa and they, they sank. One I, for seven from the field, all of which were threes. Yeah, which is disappointing because I, I feel like Kerr Carissa can is actually a really good point guard. Mm-hmm. Like that can attack and can dish and can mm-hmm. shoot mid range. Yeah, but like you know, if you're shoot dragging up seven threes, you know, and it seems like Arizona is like the much better team. Of but course. Princeton just kinda of hung around and they like stuck in there. Like they would just kept it within striking distance and then they made oh my. they made some uh Tosan, I I can't pronounce his last name with the yeah. the big six eight almost point guard esque. Yeah. Forward from England, from England, the Brit. Um, 15, and, seven, and, and number 14. What's his name? Number 14 had a huge game for Princeton, just a little white guard was hitting shots. Matt Aloko, Matt Aloko, shout out Matt Aloko. There's always one, and then they obviously they mm-hmm. Princeton came to play, they were shooting right out against Missouri that next I game. I can't believe Princeton beat Arizona though, going four for 25. Yeah, but the Arizona's Arizona's um big men came to play. The Tubella's twenty two and five and Ballo thirteen and twelve. It's just their guards gave them nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And it's all about it's all about nothing. guard play, which we'll go more into with Purdue. Yeah. Again, it, it's like the bigs will do big things. Yeah. Uh the bigs will do the things that you know bigs, bigs do. do. Just rebound, get putbacks, uh just be solid, especially if you're Tubelis, Balo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's the guards that are the, the difference maker. The thing, the key thing is with Princeton is they hit. I think it was two or three threes yeah. out of their four. We're in the final like few minutes of the game, so it was like kind of crucial timing. And yeah. but yeah, that's a terrible percentage. What is that? Sixteen uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, so it's really bad. Uh, Creighton and Baylor. Uh, NC State's a fun team. Uh, I felt like that's a tough matchup. I felt like Creighton should have been like a four or five, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe not six. Resume-wise, though, they just... Resume, this was yeah. just going to be one of those teams that was going to be a six, and they are probably underseeded just because... Of the stretch where they didn't have one of their better players. Yeah, and, and they lost. Horrendous teams like BYU. I can't... It still makes me... Yeah. That's why, they're, that's why they're six and not four. Yeah. So, you know? but, so that's a tough matchup, but... They're just um, better than Baylor. They just are. And then, not, not only were they, they just are better. Than yeah, Baylor. and then and then that next round, Creighton against yeah, Baylor yeah. for sure. Um, all right, let's go to the East first round, mm-hmm. um, which is my most messed up bracket, and probably most people too. Um, we'll, we'll we'll touch into Purdue and FDU, uh, but let's kind of mm-hmm. go through real quick. Uh, Memphis AE was a great game. That's probably the one of the better games of the first round as yeah. far as like back and forth. I had Memphis, but. Uh, and we had the right idea that whoever would win this game would beat Purdue, or at least maybe not beat Purdue, but would move on to but the I Sweet guess 16. Play beat FDU. Yeah, but FDU. Um, but it's just we gotta talk about that, huh? The 16 seed being the one. Yeah, no. But what I was saying before is oh. we're gonna go through the rest and then we'll come back to that. Oh, okay. To kind of finish bad. it out. My yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't think. Our 16 seed being a one seed is worth talking about. Let's just move I on. I thought you had just skipped it. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Farley Dixon had a pretty good win. Um, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. No, no. We'll, we'll come back to that for sure. Dude, Oral Roberts was just a beat down from the beginning. 
Well, and the thing was, Oral Roberts had awesome shots. Like, they were getting good shots off. Just and they, hit them. They just could not make anything. Yeah. And, and they weren't going to stop Duke just for physical yeah, reasons. But, yeah, yeah, like, if... Like, I mean, they were down at one point, like, 20 to, like, 3 or 5 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you take away that big stretch, and if it's, like, maybe even, like, 20 to, like, 13 mm-hmm. or 20 like, 15, the rest of the way, Oral Roberts was able to um, at least hang in there, yeah, make it respectable, but they just dug themselves way too deep. And Duke is one of the hottest teams in the country. Yeah, until they um, weren't. Until they weren't. Uh, correct. But uh, I was I was hoping Louisiana would pull it out. Uh, but again, it's guard play, and their best guy is a big. Um, and it was a slog, just like we thought it would be. Yeah, we we knew it'd be a. We knew a, a tough shots battle. would be tough to come by. I mean, yeah. heck, Louisiana, like Duke, was having a hard time getting shots against Tennessee. Too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, it's like you it, can't get too. That was a very respectable effort. Yeah, I mean, in Louisiana's two leading scores were their two big guys. Yep. Uh, Jordan Brown and Julian. So mm-hmm. uh, their guards. I mean, they actually the starting guards didn't do anything, but uh, they were six of eighteen from three, and the only people that made threes were two of their players. And mm-hmm. yeah, the physicality, the athleticism, and the and the experience of Tennessee is just going to outweigh. I think, at least from guard play. Yeah. Sorry, you you gasped in shock about something. Yes, uh, it's because I was looking at the next game. Uh, I think we've covered everything from the that like Kentucky when they beat Providence, that Oscar Shibway had twenty five rebounds. Yeah, I that, didn't really realize that until now. That that's like another Tuesday for him. Yes, it's that's, just so ridiculous that that is another Tuesday for him. I know, it's, and he had four fouls. He played thirty three minutes, so it's like he usually probably plays more minutes than that. I mean, yeah, you he know, probably could have gotten um, a few more he probably boards. Would play, like, he probably would have played 38 minutes if he could. Yeah. You know? And, um, and Providence was a team that, like, I thought was good but just didn't impress me. Same with Kentucky. And a coach who was very obviously leaving. Yeah. So, I, it just didn't seem like a – Yeah. He's accepted the Georgetown job this morning. Oh. So, he's gone. And that everyone knew that. So, so that was – Pat Ewing. Pat Ewing to Providence. I would – I think Providence would rather die. Um, uh, I, yeah, yeah. Kansas State, Montana State. I don't have anything to say. No, um, I mean, I kind of expected the score maybe to be a little, like the difference to be bigger, but you know, whatever. Um, I had the USC, but you were right in Izzo in March, January, February, Izzo, January, February, Izzo, April. Um, March is, is Tom Izzo's month. Um, and I mean, go back. Up. That it doesn't surprise me. I was kind of hoping USC would pull it out again because I'm not a big Big Ten guy. But again, going back, Izzo has experience and he knows how to coach in March. And yeah, I know he can prepare his guys better. I think he likes some of these underdog teams too. Like, exactly because there's less pressure. Yeah, that's just sort of where he likes to cook a little bit with these like seven seed teams that. Sort of underachieved a little bit, but have showed because they showed very early in the season that they're that they could be really good. Yeah, with almost being Gonzaga, beating Kentucky, you know, like yeah. they showed that they could be pretty good. Yeah, the biggest the biggest headline of this game was, I mean, arguably USC's best player, mm-hmm. Boogie Ellis, barely shot the ball, and in, in the first yeah. half, and then the second half he went three of twelve. 
Yes. Or something. Like, he he, he was a non-factor. Yeah. Um, and... Joey Hauser shot the ball really well. Yeah. Jay Hauser was able to pull it, mm-hmm. pull it through. Um, and then... Yeah, obviously Marquette took care of business against Vermont, uh, and then okay, so Go I was going. Yeah, I was going. Wow, uh, I. It's actually quite shocking. I'll let you take this one because obviously sixteen and one seats mm-hmm. that holds a not so dear, yeah, spot in your heart. But mm-hmm. um, we knew Purdue wasn't going to go far. Yeah, we knew Purdue was the worst one seed. And, but yeah, but to have them lose again, the tallest team in college basketball by average height is Purdue, mm-hmm. and the shortest team mm-hmm. by average height is Farley Dickinson, yep. three hundred sixty-three. That's their rank. Yep. And Purdue won. And Purdue is number one, correct? But Farley Dickinson, the whole second half, first half you might expect like a little back and forth. And then normally what happens is the one seed comes out in the second half, pull it, pull away 10, 15, 20, maybe more points, right? Yeah. If it's something like that. Farley Houston was back and forth, and then they just stayed mm-hmm. basically ahead by a possession the whole time. Yeah. Purdue right. actually got up by a little bit at one point, like middle of the second half, and then FDU came back and just took it again. And I think that's when everyone was like, oh, Straight, it was panic mode from the get-go. Sorry, I said I'd let you take this over because I really like your takes on this, but what went down? I thought what went down is, uh, you know, we sort of had conversations this week about it, but it was very gimmicky. And they were just daring, daring anybody else but you to hurt them. Daring. Like, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was just sort of down the stretch, I don't know, at least... The feeling they got in that Virginia UMBC game was there was just a point where there was this different feeling, this different roar from the crowd when the 16 was hitting shots. And it became apparent to everybody. There's just this feeling of like, oh, this is going to happen. Or this is very well could happen. And like Virginia panicked to like a earlier, I felt like panicked. With Purdue, it got to a point, though, where, especially down the stretch, you know, Farley Dickinson, a big way that they scored is they spread everybody out, and then they were like, okay, we're going to take Edie off the dribble. We're going to take these big guys off the dribble, get to the hoop, and hope Edie doesn't drop down to help. And if he does, we're still just going to try to finish over him. Um, Edie, on the offensive glass, was just trying to tip the ball back out to his guards after his guards break shots, which they did all night. Which, real quick, let me... Um, Gillis, he's not a guard, but one of the main forwards, one of yeah. seven from three. Yeah, Braden Smith, one of six from three, and their best three lawyer. point shooter, Foster Lawyer, three of eight. Yeah, from he three. wasn't as bad. Um, but the problem is, like, there's just definitely a psychological level of when somebody's going, like, you're losing to a 16 seed by like two with like three minutes left, and the other team's going. Like, please shoot the ball. Please. Yeah. You shoot the ball. We don't... We are not scared of you shooting the ball. You know what I mean? That's what they did to everybody else except Zach Eady. And I think psychologically that was just like... That's a lot to overcome. 
especially for a team, you know, Gillis just isn't a very good shooter, but Brainsmith and Fletcher Lawyer are non-top 100, or they may be top, they're not super highly recruited freshmen. Uh, there's just a lot to, uh, like, uh, you know, I do definitely have my sympathy towards Purdue. Um, I think that this could be used to, you know, help them in the future. But I think, you know, the difference between this and uh, and Virginia is Virginia the next year had six players play in the national championship game that have played minutes in the NBA. Purdue will have maybe one. They're just not – they're a good college team, but they don't have that, like, actual, like, pure raw talent that Virginia did, that group did. Farley Dickinson also just not even near what UMBC was as a team, statistically. Height, they didn't even win their conference tournament or regular season, so they shouldn't have really even been in. They were the 68th team in. It was an upset they won their playing game. Yeah, it's just crazy. They it... – and as a 16 seed, yeah, you just play so freely yeah. and loose because everyone expects you to lose. Why not? Yeah. If you if you shoot the ball and you brick it, it's like, well, no one was expecting that to go in anyway. You lose by 50, no one was expecting that to go in. As the one seed, you're supposed to be like the quintessential team, right? Also, I believe Zach Eady had one shot attempt in the last 12 minutes. Which either I think. You got which is like obviously like, oh well, you got to give Edie the ball like they're trying so yeah. like no, I, Farley I Dickinson you Farley Dickinson literally were, they making were, it hell for him to get yeah, the ball no they were fronting Edie and then they just had another guy right behind him every time so mm-hmm. it literally had to be a perfect pass where Edie had to literally when he would catch it just hold it as strong as he could above his head mm-hmm. and then he would have zero room yeah like I and, think he literally only got shot attempts off from. Rebounds and putbacks, and people like and just FDU just sort of out hustled Purdue some. Like Edie kept trying to just like volleyball tip it back out for a guard to get the ball, and FDU felt like they got it every time yeah. they did that. He, but like I'm, I'm not, I'm not for the Edie slander from this. game. This is not Edie's fault. No, it is literally the guards. Braden Smith had seven turnovers. It is the rest of the team. He had seven points, including the coaching staff's fault. Yeah, like, like. Yeah, Edie needs help. Um, yeah, and he should also 15. he should also enter the transfer portal and go to BYU. Yes, we should have Purdue. as all oversized Purdue big men do. Yeah, he should. So, um, but that was a fun game. Uh, yeah, that was that fun was to awesome. see. Um, but also, it's kind of scary to see that now 15s and 16s are capable. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll still pick a 16 seed to ever win. No, but, but uh, now I have happen. to very much consider that it could happen. That, 50, uh, that it could happen, but now I have to very much consider picking fifteen seed now. Yeah, I, I'm guess. with you. Is fifteen two? Is fifteen over two the new twelve over five? There's yes. no twelve over five this year. Correct. Um, uh, just other things in that region. Just cover the second round real quick. FA FDU had a you know respectable game against FAU. FAU is just a little too much though. Um, Tennessee Duke, I think is very intriguing, um, because Tennessee just went in there and just, just sort of physically kicked Duke's, you know what? They're just from the jump, basically like just the Eastern European big man just comes in, just punches Filipowski in the face. It just set the tone. 
they're like, we're just gonna beat you up. We're not scared of you. Um, and they just they just went out there and beat them soundly. Uh, Tennessee also shot forty three percent from three. Yes, which never happens. Also, that, uh, uh, Cam Cam Wua, I want to say, yeah, uh, Olivier Olivier, uh, the the Finnish guy, number thirteen. Oliver. Yeah, but uh, there's an I in there. Olivier. Oh, yeah, because he's like from that, Finland. Yeah, okay. so I don't, I don't know if that – it could be all. That guy's good. But is he – like that was, I think that was his best game, career game. Uh, I would think so. Uh, he averages 11 points mm-hmm. and five boards. You that's know. pretty good. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, he's good. good. On yeah. a pretty good team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's pretty good. But he yeah. – you know, But he's, he's not that. I don't think normally. he's – Yeah. But um, um, Duke, the the shooting seems sort of fluky by Tennessee to a degree. With Duke though, like Roach, they they had to really rely on Roach. Filipowski didn't really have a great game because they were just sort of beating him up. Um, he just didn't have the physicality. Um, really, the story with Duke this year is they ended up figuring out, but they had a weird roster of just like a bunch of big men, and their one and duns weren't that good. Uh, the number yeah. one player in the class isn't very good, and and I the think, number one player in the class didn't attempt a shot. Yeah, I think that's an issue. I also think, I mean, they're yeah. they're good. Don't get me wrong; they really came on strong to the end. But they're not like they're not like a special Duke one and done group. No, no, they're not. Uh, I like them. They're good college I, players. I but. think I think this game specifically, it was the fouls. Whether it was a bad call or good. Call on these mm-hmm. fouls. I mean, we were watching with a bunch of um, Duke fans. Um, yeah. Some of our good friends, um, James included. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have Roach, who basically they had to. It, it was very tricky to like. Oh, do we leave Roach in? Uh, mm-hmm. Do we? You know, can he be aggressive? Live, lively, Filipowski. So. Yeah, arguably your three top players, maybe. I mean, I mean, and Proctor, you know, was able to hit tough shots. It seemed like Tennessee was getting easy shots off, mm-hmm. and Duke was able to stay in it, hitting tough shots. And yeah. I feel like that just never works out. No, it doesn't. It's not Tennessee's defense. Yeah, Tennessee's defense. Yeah, is sustainable, but Duke hitting tough shots to stay in the Mark game. Mark Mitchell not, not being in there, yeah, sort of hurt them. Oh. He's a great player for them. Yeah, there's a lot of things that went wrong for do Duke. A, he's not going to fill up the stat sheet, but he's just like a good defender and good, like, he's like a very good blue guy. Yeah. Like, I, but that sounds sort of disrespectful, but, like, I don't really mean it that way. Like, yeah. he's just sort of that that type. Um, I'm curious to see who comes back from this team. I'm going to guess Filipowski, Whitehead, Lively, Proctor are gone. We'll see about Roach. The one thing I will say about Roach, he was in foul trouble it arguably should have fouled out before when they called a fifth foul on him, and then they were like, oh, no. It's on Proctor. Oh, no, we have to make up a different person that the foul was on because we didn't realize that, that we're fouling this guy out. That that was actually hilarious because it was – Because it was so transparent what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Duke, so that's always a storyline. Um, Kansas State, Kentucky was great. The point guard for Kansas State is fantastic. He was money. Yeah, that game was yesterday. Um, Sheepway had a good game, 25-18. Yeah, I mean. Casey Wallace, 21. Livingston, 
Reeves and Toppin played horrible. Reeves is like a big Top. scoring guy for yeah. them, and he shot one for 15. Yeah, and Toppin was basically non-existent. Yeah, he's uh, just not very good. <laughs> he's but, been around a But while. his last name's Toppin. His brother is good. Um, yeah, uh, Kansas State just hit a few shots there at the end. I mean, they hit three threes yeah. in the final couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, their point guard, uh, Noel, Noel yeah, Noel and, and Keontae Johnson are their two best players. With that being said, I didn't come, if you have to hit a few big shots and beat Kentucky's like main scoring threat to like have a historically bad game to barely win. Although I was like, okay, like I see like a couple of guys who stand out. I'm still sort of like, I don't know how much I really buy you as a team, as a three seed. Yeah, um, I mean, I think... That's no disrespect to them. Uh, Noel was, uh, like, he had some awesome... He just plays the point guard position very well. I believe he's second in the nation in assists per game. Yeah, he's great. And he's uh, just making great pl- passes. He had a great alley-oop. And, um, and Duke can... He's like 90% from the line. So, like, you yeah. knew when he was going to the line, he was knocking down all of those. So, uh, but, yeah, other than that... I, I don't really have a ton to say. Let's move on to the Midwest. Michigan State being Marquette. Got to mention that. So well, sorry. well, it's just I was just going first round, but um, oh, but it's because we didn't really talk about the South Region second round matchups like San Diego oh, State Furman. Okay. No, but we can. No, no, no. I saw that I, I acknowledged them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Michigan State. You want to acknowledge them because you had that pick, and that's your legacy pick right now. I just think that like the more recent matchup should also be mentioned. Um but Fair. just Marquette, I just think it came down. Michigan it's Michigan we've talked about Michigan State and what yeah. they are. Marquette, they are um I think they're a team they're gonna be bringing everybody back. I think they'll be really good again next year. They're a team like Purdue and like that Virginia team that lost to a sixteen seed. If you're not preseason ranked or no one expects you to be good and then you end up being good, it's probably because you're not that talented and overachieved. Um, yeah, uh, the big, the biggest thing for me is Tyler Kolek. I mean, biggest yeah. player of the year. He was two of eight. He had seven points. Cam Jones was good in this tournament. Yeah, Cam Jones right. had an awesome game against Vermont, and then was kept, still good. Kept kept Michigan, Michigan or kept Marquette in the game. Uh, Prosper was the lead yeah. scorer, but Kolek had six turnovers. Yeah, yeah, and four fouls. Like he yeah. was just in foul he trouble, was turning the ball over, yeah. which is. Not I mean, yeah, that that you just can't have that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the other the South Region matchup, the second round matchup. Then, okay, Alabama Maryland. Uh, I think we already briefly said you know West Virginia would have been a better matchup. Yeah, uh, Maryland. Damn, it's just better. Yeah, they, I mean they are what they are. Yeah. San Diego State Furman. There's not much to say there. Same thing. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, San Diego State, the way they beat Charleston, they just beat Furman the same way. Crane over Baylor. Uh, I, I think we mentioned Bay, Baylor. I was hoping that yeah. Baylor would be better than what we thought they were. But they, they are. Just are. They just are the third or fourth best team in the Big 12, which is good. It's still good. But, I mean, as we said, like, or as I said earlier, I just think Creighton, not only were they better – they just are better. Yeah, they're starting um, five. They're starting five, and they're like better. six, seven they're man rotation. Yeah, um, is awesome. Yeah, 
I mean, they really have only a six-man rotation. So yep. if they're able to play in the game and do what they want, then that's tough. Then Missouri Princeton, I was shocked uh, because Princeton it's just how soundly they beat them. Yeah, I mean Princeton was thirty six percent from three. Yeah. Um. And Missouri was twenty seven. As as I, as we said about all of these, it's like Alabama was just better. San Diego State yeah. was just better. Well, and, was just better. well one thing, just better. well one thing, one thing. Princeton was so composed. Yeah. They they only had nine fouls. Uh, and Missouri had 18, so mm-hmm. they double, um, which is, I mean, Missouri only had seven turnovers as a team. Princeton had nine. Yeah. So really, if you're not turning the ball over, um, I mean, you're just fouling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Princeton had 15 shot attempts, made 12 of them. That's 80%. Versus Missouri's seven free throw attempts. It just seems like Missouri, even just watching the game, they, they just never attacked Mm-mm. at all. And, I mean, it's not like their bigs are all that crazy. I mean, they had four blocks as a team. I don't, I don't, it, it just seemed like Missouri was scared. And, again, Princeton's just like, we're just going to launch shots. We're going to swing the ball and launch them. We're going to be aggressive, take it in. Uh, Kobe Brown and De- Demoy Hodge were just they they came to play against Utah State, but they did not come to play against no. Princeton, which is like a very similar like team. I feel like Princeton and Utah State play very similar similarly. Like they sh- they rely shooting the ball. They have a couple of big guys that can make plays. I kind of think but, they saw Princeton beat Arizona after they beat Utah State, and then were like, "Okay, we're going to the Sweet 16. You no, know, that's totally what happened. That's what happened. That's totally what happened, and that that's what tends to happen too. So, uh, but that was I I really like this Princeton team. I mean, they hustle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have high IQ. Um, I hope so. They go to Princeton, but. Uh, they it just it just seems like Missouri overlooks them. So, yeah. all right, all right, cool. Now now we got the first two rounds in those two regions. So let's go Midwest. Um, West, nothing really took me. The only the the biggest shock, I think, to everybody was Pittsburgh over Iowa State. Not the fact yeah. that Pittsburgh beat them. But the fact that Iowa State just played so bad. Yeah. Like, they barely scored. They could not shoot. They really dropped off towards the end of the season. The thing that saved them and got them a six seed was the fact that they just kept beating Baylor by a lot. For some strange reason. But they just weren't very good. Especially after they got rid of Caleb Grill off the team for weird off-the-court issues. They were just they just felt like they were just kind of dead. They were 2 of 21 from 3. Yeah. Like... That's pretty incredible. That is like that's that's just yeah. I mean yeah, and I don't think Pitt really played like an outstanding game themselves, but they just right. All right, well, we're just gonna hit more shots than you. Yep. Like their defense was pretty good. Obviously, they were holding them to forty-one points, but also just I feel like they they had open looks and they just couldn't hit. That to me was the biggest shock. I had Kent State over Indiana. Uh, I was driving during that game, so I, I didn't get to see barely any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Just what you'd expect. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, kind of what my theory was at Kent State, 
um, usually hangs in there with really good teams and that they would win. I mean, they hung in there, but Indiana was just the better team. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, Rip Sues, she had Colgate winning. Yeah, very sad. They, they, they lost pretty – Yeah. It wasn't much of a close game. And, um, then, and then Penn State looked great. Um, even – you know, we don't even necessarily uh, – for the rest, like I don't even think we necessarily need to go through each game as much as being just like, just say things like Penn State looked great, flamed out against Texas. Yes. Yeah. Well, the the, the the and once we get yeah. to the West region, I mean that's very straightforward. Yes. The South and the, even the South is like yeah. There's the maybe East, just some weird stuff going region on. Region is by far the most entertaining. Yeah. And the most interesting. Yeah. Um. I. That Houston-Miami matchup will be awesome. It will be awesome. I was very, like, underwhelmed by Miami's, um, their performance against Drake. And yesterday, after they beat Indiana soundly, Jim Laranaga was like, yeah, our guys weren't very happy with how they played on Friday. And I was like, oh. Like, I have I have a good feeling when, like, a 5 seed team beats 12, but they're like, that wasn't good enough. Because they were just it, it, it wasn't players. like no. And Tucker DeVries, Drake's best player, I think yeah. only made one shot. They found like, a way to win. Um, one of thirteen. Yeah. One of one of eleven yeah. from three. Houston impressed me. Houston. I thought they were dead. Well, Houston is they're like a it's like a boa constrictor. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they'll slowly like it might be close. But you just know they're constricting you. They you yeah. like you just know that they're the better team. They're going to hit yeah. shots. They're going to they're going to play defense. Like yeah. and they'll just slowly but surely, almost like a Wisconsin football vibe. Yeah, like, I had I had um I had injury concerns, and they seemed to very much ease those concerns with Sasser. Yes, and Shed and Shed they're both hurt. Um, playing hurt, but just the second half, they just crushed Auburn. They crushed Auburn, let's be real, at Auburn. It was essentially it was, a home game. It's, it's, a, like, it's an Auburn home game. It's like playing them. It's like playing BYU at Vivid, like in Salt yeah, yeah, Lake, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, like yeah. or maybe a little yeah. further drive. They, they crushed them though. Um in the second half specifically. It made me go, okay, this team can make a run cuz after that they're all hurt and they beat Northern Kentucky and Sasser who was already hurt came out because he reaggravated it and it was sort of feeling like like can they, they might can, just not, can they make a run? They might just not have the juice anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think they showed they did. Texas looked good against Penn State because Penn State was. Um, I'm just sort of bouncing around at this point. But yeah, just giving thoughts. Uh, is it um, Jalen Pickett? Is that yeah? yeah. Jalen Pickett, Jaylen. Funk too. Yeah. Uh, I mean Jalen Pickett's like a, mm-hmm. such a fun player to watch. Um, I mean. Against A and M, he had nineteen points, seven boards, and eight assists. That's like a normal stat line for him. Is close to like a triple double. Yeah, he was not a factor assist wise. I mean, he was five of thirteen, which isn't terrible, uh, but uh, he just wasn't on, and they were hawking him. Same with uh, Andrew Funk, only two of ten from three. Um, and it seemed like when Penn State had momentum and had a chance, to, like cut it close or take the lead. They just couldn't make a shot. And then Texas would come back and take advantage of that. Um, Dylan DeSue. And he ended with 14 of 20. I want to say at one point he was like 10 of 11. He was so good. Like he just, 
like he got to his spot like twelve foot. Yeah, yeah. Jump shots and stuff, and like he was, you, it was money. Like you knew it was. There's going a team with a bunch of really good college players. If they face, um, I sort of expect they'll beat Xavier. I I think Houston Miami will be closer than Texas Xavier, and I think whoever wins that Miami Houston game will beat Texas. Yeah, but I think that'd be a very good game too. Yeah, I, I think those. I think those three. Those three teams have separated themselves in that region over Xavier, in my eyes. Xavier, I feel like they've had an easier... Yeah, I'm just not a believer. Like and they, Xavier should have lost to Kennesaw State. Yeah, they shouldn't have That's, even been there. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Pitt that. They just ran into a terrible, a terrible Iowa State team. It wasn't like, oh, Pitt did great. It was just sort of like Ohio State's really bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm more looking forward to what will happen in the Midwest region. Agreed. Not really what necessarily happened. Nothing really uh, exciting. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to the West, every lower seed won. Yeah. So there's no upsets. Yeah. First round. So we don't even really need to... I'm cool with not talking about them. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just looking through... <laughs> well, I'm just looking through yeah. to see if there's anything yeah. super special. I just think Arkansas-Kansas... TCU-Arizona State was a fun game. Came yeah, down to yeah, a yeah. last-second shot. Yeah. I'm still waiting for a pure buzzer beater, but... Uh, obviously the biggest upset, uh, Arkansas over Kansas, which doesn't quite shock me per se. Yeah. Cause Arkansas's got the talent and no Bill Self. That was just going to change the trajectory of this team if Bill Self wasn't around. And Arkansas just had some like, uh, well really, you know, uh, Devontae Davis played great. Yeah. Scored 25 points. Ricky Council, the fourth, played really well as well. Uh, as well, um, I thought it was interesting. He, he got to the free throw line. He was ten of eleven from the yes. free throw line because he was only yeah. five of eighteen from the field and one of yeah. six from three. So played forty minutes. Yeah, played the um, whole time. I liked. Uh, I, I sort of liked that Black didn't play very well either. But what I did like is I liked uh, how Walsh defended um, Jalen Wilson. Yeah, Jalen Wilson. I mean, he had twenty, mm-hmm. but I mean, he was only five of nine from the field. So. Yeah. Most he sort of, of got damage. him off his game. Yeah, most that. most of his damage was also from the free throw line. Jordan Walsh, though, he's six seven, a six seven freshman with a seven three wingspan. Um, yeah, that's insane. A great defender. Um, I believe maybe somebody could have said this wrong, and I'm getting poor information. But I'm pretty sure that he might not have alopecia, but might be a cancer survivor. Whatever, I, I don't think it's necessary or important or relevant. Just he's a good defender. Like, if he's a cancer survivor, awesome. I just that's, thought it was a cool story. Yeah, that's an awesome story. Um, if he has alopecia, cool. also a cool story. Cool, you know. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to say that that's a factor, but it's cool to see a guy like that have. A- it, it's it's like Brock Miller from Utah State last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he had alopecia and he was a really solid ball player. There's a yeah. couple. I want to say Michigan had one, yeah. Texas had one, cancer survivors playing. So okay, I'll, yeah. It's, Tate Frazier talks about characters of the tournament. That's a, like it's just someone you'll remember, and it's like they're distinct. You know, you could just like, like you know, just distinct people in the tournament. Uh, you know, you get just people of all different kinds, and it's just it's just fun. And you know who was a, who else is a distinct person is Grady Dick. And you know what he was? Not relevant. Yes, irrelevant. Um, seven yeah. points, only one of three from three, three of nine from the field. 
I, I, he had seven boards, so mm-hmm. he led Kansas in rebounding. But you kind of expect uh, I, I, he was defended well for sure. But yeah. it just yeah, can or Arkansas can beat anyone mm-hmm. in this. But I fully expect them uh, just to derail at some point. Will it come against UConn? I don't know. Will it be in the national championship? I don't know. I don't think their style play is, is sustainable. Uh, they, they beat, you know, Iowa and then Kansas. So, like, they're very capable of beating hmm. UConn and potentially Gonzaga or UCLA. But I, 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 see, I see the end of the line for Arkansas. I, I think so, too. And I think that really, um, just to correct, just to completely just, yeah, the, the story I saw was just, he did not have cancer. He just has alopecia. Okay. So ignore that. Um, <laughs> then it's really not relevant. Um, but, but yeah, no, alopecia. Yeah. You, know, um, you, can still, you can still ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I just mentioned it because if he did have cancer, that's really cool. Um, but he doesn't or didn't. Um, UConn's just very, 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 very good. And I think they might win this region and might make a national title game. They look like they did early season when they were a top five team. Yeah, but they they played, you know, they played Iona, handled them, played St. Mary's, handled them. Now they're playing a yeah. completely, it's like 180 from St. Mary's yeah. to Arkansas. Totally different vibes. It's more just sort totally of the, what I saw teams. from them. Not like, oh, they beat St. Mary's and Iona, so they're good. But just... The way they looked. They were just hitting they, shots. They did look good. Their bigs are both good. Klingon, Klingon, who they could bring off the bench, and Sunogo. Hawkins can shoot. Like, they just they just, they just, just really impressed me. That's going to be a fun game. And UCLA also very much impressed me. Um, yes. Especially get, doing it with the injuries that they have. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. TCU, Gonzaga. I mean, that game happened last night. TCU... Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a very back and forth, and then Gonzaga, and then just, Gonzaga just took it. They, they just went on, like, multiple, like, 5-0 runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this Gonzaga-UCLA game should be I'm, – I'm very – I think out of these uh, Sweet 16 games, like Houston-Miami I'm very interested in. But outside of that, it's like – it's the games in the West region. Yeah. It's, it's UConn-Arkansas, um, UCLA-Gonzaga. So I, I guess um, – who are who are your teams that you're really liking down the stretch here, second weekend on? Now that we can, you know, throw our brackets away and just sort of like, just based off what we're seeing, like, who are you impressed with? Who do you see making, you know, I mean, maybe not specific predictions, but who are you looking for? No, I, I you know, I'm biased because this is also my pick. I'm looking at Creighton. Yeah. Um, I think they're a team that could very much, I think, again, if Princeton just gets hot, and Princeton wins, and yeah. it's awesome. I uh, sort of think this is the end of the road. Yeah. Creighton, it, I think Creighton gives – Creighton is Bama, hungry. Creighton-Bama would be such a fun elite. Yeah, so I, I think Creighton is kind of the team I'm looking at. Yeah. Again, Michigan State even. Um, yeah, keeping an eye on Michigan State. Keeping an eye on Michigan State. I think the Kansas-Michigan Kansas State-Michigan State game will decide who goes to the final four. I think so too because I think Tennessee is going to face another – I think they'll handle FAU, but – I think if they play Michigan State, Kansas State, I think they're not going to replicate that Duke shooting performance. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Um, UConn, I love UConn. UConn, I said, except I, I'm I'm nervous about this matchup. Uh, yeah. If I'm a UConn fan, um, I am too. And 
and then the winner, I think that game, Houston Miami will be the best game. Yeah, or I the game so I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. But probably the most like the team I'm like looking at and probably rooting for hard is Creighton. Yeah, uh, they. I feel like they deserve like they've always been relevant since the Doug McDermott days, and now Sean McDermott mm-hmm. has a chance to put Creighton mm-hmm. in the Final Four. Yeah, so that's. That's kind of me. And then what were your picks? And then um, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I think I like Alabama versus Creighton for the Elite Eight. And I think that'll be a good game. But I think Bama wins. Um, I mean, I was so wrong at the beginning, so I don't know why anyone would even care what I think. But I think it's a little who's, easier. Who's going to listen games. to this? Exactly. I think Tennessee <laughs> finishes off FAU. I think Michigan State beats Kansas State, and I think Michigan State beats Tennessee and goes to the Final Four. So I have Bama, Michigan State. Uh, Houston-Miami, I think, is a really, 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 really good game. I think Houston wins in a very, very close one. I think Texas handles Xavier, and I think Houston will uh, beat Texas in a good game as well. UConn beats Arkansas. UCLA beats Gonzaga. Right now, I'm going to say UConn over UCLA. Um, And I think... I think there's I, – I, I'm, I'm going to predict that we're going to see Houston versus Bama uh, in the championship now and that it's a good versus evil with the Jim Nance at home in Houston being a Houston grad. With Houston being in Houston, just the whole Houston thing beats the evil in Bama. Uh, but when it comes to like teams that I actually think are going to win the title, I think – or can win a title here, I think it's Bama – Houston, or Bama, Creighton, Houston, Miami, uh, UConn, UCLA. I think those are six teams. Uh, I think those six are the teams that I I am going to, I would bet my money that, not that the other teams can't win, but I bet my money that the champions won those six teams. You're not going to put Princeton in that pool? I will not. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I disagree. We'll, we'll wrap up there. Yeah, we'll wrap up there. Uh, enjoy the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games. Unfortunately, Ben and I will not be in Las Vegas for those. No. Um, but yeah. I don't even think it's unfortunately. But seeing UConn, Arkansas, and UCLA, Gonzaga. Yeah. And then that matchup would have been fun. But, yeah. but we have school. We have other things we have to do. Um, like sit around and watch other games happening too. So anyway, thanks for listening everyone. Thank you B as always and have a good one.